Welcome to Conservative, the podcast that's locked and loaded with all things guns and Second Amendment. I'm your host, Dalen Schaefer. Join us as we explore the Second Amendment with a healthy dose of patriotism. We're your go-to source for everything you need to know about your gun rights. So grab your favorite firearms, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is Conservative. Welcome to today's episode. It's going to be an interesting and fun one and probably make you pretty mad, but laugh at the same time. Today, we're going to be talking about the dumbest gun laws that are just totally confusing. Now, of course, you've probably seen a few of these, so I'm excited to see if I can hit one on this list that you've never seen before. Of course, starting off is black powder firearms and black powder guns. They're not classified as firearms, which is a little bit ridiculous, though I'm not complaining. I'm all about being able to have more firepower that isn't regulated. So I think that this one is actually pretty cool, but it is kind of weird. And the main one that I think is very weird here, for example, muzzle loaders, not so strange. It takes, however, it takes, you know, if you're going, if you're really, really going, there's some guys that can get them loaded in 30, 40 seconds. Speed loading, rapid fire on these black powder rifles but i think that the black powder revolvers are where it gets interesting you can have a cap and ball black powder revolver that has six shots and a cylinder that you can switch out and you could blast off 12 shots as fast as well as fast as jerry mitchell can pull the trigger but that's not classified as a firearm which is very interesting and also kind of based so that's a very fun one Another one I wanted to talk about were weird machine guns that the ATF has classified. These are things that you would not normally see as a machine gun. In fact, I believe one of these isn't, and it's in court right now. But one is a shoestring. This one was classified by the ATF as a machine gun for somebody that had rigged it up on what looked to be their M1 Garand to make it shoot faster we will say now it's really crazy to think that the atf could classify a shoestring as a machine gun but essentially anything that allows you to pull one time in order to get multiple firings the atf is going to slap that machine gun label on it and unless you have the right uh unless you've paid the right taxes and have the right forms you could get in some big trouble and so kind of talking about big trouble the auto key card is a machine gun. In case you haven't seen it, the auto keycard was essentially something that looked like a little business card made out of metal. And on the top was laser engraved, and I want to be able to let you know that I'm saying engraved in quotation marks, because if you've ever seen a laser engraving, it doesn't dig deep into the metal, at least in this case, it wasn't into the metal at all. Laser etched, I guess, is probably a better way to say it. The auto keycard is a laser etched card that shows what an auto sear would look like essentially it's a drawing essentially it's information it's a piece of art or a diagram a diagram for what could be put into very specific models of ar-15s with the right bolt carrier groups and the right trigger assemblies and it could turn it into a machine gun if you took that thing to the grinding wheel and man, you tuned it up. You'd have to chop and cut and totally work at this little piece of metal in order to turn it into a machine gun. And the ATF has said, no, yeah, that's not art. 
Um, that's not a business card, and that's not free speech. That is a machine gun. Uh, despite the fact that the ATF got their hands on a couple of these and got one to work, and they couldn't get the other one to work. So it just goes to show you that uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't a machine gun. So that's another one. One I just had to throw in here is suppressor bands. They make no sense whatsoever. They were just thrown into the NFA, and they really were only thrown in because they were afraid mobsters would use them for violent acts, not because they were. Now, a lot of people say it's also because, you know, there were some economic troubles happening at the time, and they didn't want people to eat the king's deer. <laughs> uh, poaching was uh, a problem then, then as well, and they were afraid suppressors would be used to hide poaching activity. A lot of people say... This isn't one I was able to find sources for, so that's just one. Uh, but that, that is just one that I've heard. So suppressors are banned, uh, even though they're more of a safety tool than anything. One that is very strange is putting a foregrip on a handgun makes them an any other weapon. An AOW. An any other weapon is very dangerous to the ATF, and you definitely have to fill out some extra forms and pay some extra taxes in order to get an AOW on any other weapon. So if you see that Picatinny mount on the front of your pistol and it looks tempting to put a foregrip on there, another place to hold your hands, so you can have two hands on the pistol, uh, that's a felony, so don't do that. <laughs> so that's one really weird one. Another one that just makes no sense is a 29 and a half inch barrel on your AR-15 is a felony and 10 years in prison, but if you add an extra half an inch of metal, uh, to make it 16 inches, that's totally fine. Uh, funny thing is the M1 carbine is a very, very popular weapon that came out of World War II, and the U.S. military had tons of M1 carbines. But in order for something to be classified as a short-barreled rifle, it could be under 18 inches back in the day. But they sold millions of these M1 carbines that were surplus, millions of them, well, I think it's probably more like 400,000, but a ton of these surplus M1 carbines. And then they realized something. Those dang M1 carbines had 16-inch barrels. They had just made felonies out of 400,000 people. <laughs> so they changed the rule from 18 inches to be down to 16 because the M1 carbine had a barrel length slightly over 16 inches. So it just goes to show that uh, when they mess up, at least at least they changed the rules to benefit it. and. Now we have 16-inch barrels as a rifle, and anything under, la under that on a rifle platform with a stock is, you know, it's considered a short-barreled rifle. So that's kind of a wacky one I thought I'd throw in there. Another one, of course, is the pistol brace ruling. You know, it's fine for people with a disability to use that, but not people like you and me is what they used to say. Then they said anybody can use it, and then they all got confused, and they're saying, yep, those pistol braces essentially... You know, it allows you to more stably shoot an AR pistol. They said, nope, that makes it a short-barreled rifle. So that is a pretty crazy one. This one is another ridiculous one, and you might have heard of it, but you probably don't know it in depth. It's 922R, and this is essentially banning the importation of specific firearms. If you've ever wondered why your AK-47 is so expensive, it's because they literally ship an AK-47 into the United States of America, but you can only use a certain amount of foreign parts in a rifle. So, this means that the rifle literally has to be stripped down to its basic parts 
rebuilt with US parts with only a certain amount of foreign parts, and that all of a sudden makes it totally okay. It's the same gun before and after, arguably worse after, because they don't make AKs quite as well here in the US as they do in Europe, though that's debatable, we're getting better at it. But it is an absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous law, and that's why we see a lot of US manufacturers just making these AKs from scratch, and they are getting a lot better. And finally, the last one that I think is pretty ridiculous, in the state of Idaho, which is actually where I'm from, you can't open carry a switchblade, which might not seem all that crazy compared to other states' rules, but in Idaho, you could open carry a switch gun. So you can't open carry a switchblade, but you can open carry a switch gun. That is absolutely bonkers. A switch gun is essentially a gun that, you know, it's a, a five shot, 22 Magnum revolver, but it folds up into what looks like a credit card sized package. So you would never notice that there's a gun in your pocket, but it allows you to have a firearm uh, and a little powerful package quite concealed. And you can whip that thing out, flip the switch, the gun pops out, and you can start shooting away at the bad guys if you need to defend yourself. But uh, open carrying a switchblade, that's a no-no. <laughs> Anyways, these were some crazy dumb laws that made absolutely no sense. I hope these were interesting to you. I hope there were some on here that you haven't heard of. And as always, I'll see you next time. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks for listening to Conservative, the podcast for gun enthusiasts and defenders of the Second Amendment. Remember, the Second Amendment isn't just a right, it's a responsibility. So keep on fighting for your freedom, and I'll see you next time on Conservative.